Hello and thank you for tuning in to BD Talks. For this month's episode, we are joined by Robin Clemson, who's the Director of Marketing at Albert Goodman. Robin has worked at the accountancy firm for around eight years now, following a stint in the aerospace industry, which led him to live in Italy for a while. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, You've certainly had some interesting experiences. Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, completely different sectors and experiences, but I definitely think, you know, the same principles of marketing apply across different sectors. Sure. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And yeah, it's going to be great to hear more about uh, your current sector in accountancy. Um, So as a firm, I think it's probably safe to say that Albert Goodman is a regional heavyweight. But how do you uh, distinguish yourselves as a firm and compete against other perhaps more national accountancy firms? So I think in marketing in general at the moment, there's a huge debate around distinctiveness and differentiation as being Mm. two separate tactics and strategies. Um, Clearly, differentiation is a lot more difficult and you could argue nigh on impossible in professional services, accountancy. Um, People do buy people, but lots of firms have very similar offerings now. Um, Mm. So we're very much focused on trying to be as distinctive as possible. Yeah. Uh, both in the way that we look in terms of our branding you might have seen our bright pink everywhere mm. as well as um, our creds uh, in the ESG space with B Corp and our environmental um, focus as well as focusing on the quality of our people. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, um, yeah we're an old firm um, and we've got lots of heritage but I do think a lot of firms have that um, mm. There's lots of great competitors that we um, come up against. So we try not to lean too heavily on the heritage um, that we have, although, you know, realising it's an important part of our culture. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and congratulations, by the way, on becoming a, a B Corp. Uh, are you able to talk a little around how that came about um, and why you thought it would be worth investing your time in? There was, I think, a number of us at the firm that are really passionate about um, this. And Mm. more than anything, we felt that B Corp was a great yardstick and a very rigorous set of standards to meet. Um, Mm. The barrier to entry is quite high, I would say, especially for larger firms and businesses, not something you can just quite easily achieve. Mm. Um, So we wanted to do that because we felt it would push our firm forward as well as being a useful um, marketing tool. Mm. Um, We are very aware um, of some of the greenwashing stuff that goes on in the marketplace, I guess. Um, And we made quite a conscientious choice to not talk about the fact that we were pending B Corp in advance of getting B Corp. Um, We kind of only spoke about it and made a big song and dance about it externally once it was complete. Um, but we did have to do a lot of internal buy-in um, to get it across the line, I would say. That was almost the trickiest thing to do. Mm. Um, we had to really position it as a commercial opportunity, um, you know, because I think we have to remember that, you know, partners and business owners have to have a commercial mindset. This is a long-term investment in the future of the business. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we felt that we felt that B Corp um, could provide that value to us, help clients make it, help potential clients, you know, choose to work with us because we're a B Corp. Um, lots of tenders now, big companies ask you to demonstrate your 
environmental credentials and your community credentials. Mm. Um, and supply chain reform means that a lot of companies who don't ask those questions at the moment are going to have, have to ask those questions in the future. Yeah. So yeah. I do think B Corp is great because while we felt passionately that it was the right thing for us to do as a firm, mm. um, we also felt that you know it would create opportunities for us in terms of business development and create opportunities um, for our people um, to be passionate about it as well and for more people to come and work for us. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, so yeah, it clearly has a lot of different benefits um, in terms of new work, new people, um, new clients, etc. Um, so in terms of over the past year or so, would you say that's been one of the most successful changes or initiatives for driving client demand specifically? Or is there something else um, in particular that stands out? I think with B Corp, it's probably a little bit too soon for us to, to honestly say that's driven lots of yeah. um, cl new clients into the firm, although we're starting to see it. Mm. We've done um, quite a few campaigns around our client feedback um, yeah. system, which has been great. We have a transparent, open, honest client feedback system, which we display on our website, and it's um, formed a lot of our above the line advertising campaigns recently and that's driven a lot of new inquiries into the firm which has been really really good we do mm. try and put our clients at the heart of everything that we do um mm. so that's been really successful we and we're growing i don't really i don't love the term organic growth it always seems a bit of a cliche <laughs> to me but um yeah we're, we're growing very nicely organically at um 11% in the last couple of years, which is great. And, and some service areas like audit are growing, you know, beyond 20%. So it's been a really positive couple oh. of years for us. Yeah, that's fantastic. And congratulations on that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like there's lots of exciting things going on. And it's really interesting to hear your how you're distinguishing yourselves as a firm. Um, and as you mentioned towards the start, uh, you've got a very a unique, I suppose, branding in terms of the pink colour that you've gone for. Um, so based on that, it seems like you're obviously clearly trying to stand out, which is brilliant. Um, but can you tell us a little about the journey behind the branding um, change and what sort of ignited that decision? I think we, I think, I think as a firm, you know, going back a few years, we recognised that clearly we needed to make a big investment in our brand and in, and in marketing. Yeah. Um, and all of the, you know, studies, um, research in marketing show that it is better to be distinctive to get those good results. If you are going to spend money on, you know, put it very bluntly on advertising, then the best mm. thing you can do is be memorable and noticeable. Mm. Um, you know, your advert has failed uh, at the first hurdle if nobody spots it or notices it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think. It, we've almost taken a different path to a lot of firms in that we had decided to be a bit less focused and tried to focus our marketing on those out of market um, mm. any one point. So our you know job as marketing, uh, I feel very strongly, is to make sure that potential clients have a high level of salience about your brand mm. so that when they come to need a new accountant, for whatever reason that might be, that we're one of the firms that get considered. Yeah. Now clearly, now, you know, clearly we do a lot of targeted work as well, but that broad brush 
brand marketing stuff has been uh, powerful for us. And again, there's lots of evidence out there to back it up. If you look at how the really big, big companies do it as well. Yeah. Um, and and I think if you think about it from a purely business development role, um, and anyone in a sales role will tell you that it's a lot harder to pick up the phone or make an introduction and say, hi, I'm Robin from Albert Goodman. If the person you're speaking to doesn't have a clue who Albert Goodman is. Mm. So we, we really wanted to invest in that brand bit before we started to invest more in the the more direct marketing side of things mm. yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um and it's obviously clearly working from some of the figures that you mentioned earlier so it's great to hear that and to see these positive stories um especially when with a lot of the professional services firms that we work with um sometimes the partners are less invested in marketing and branding as you probably know well um so how did the partners at your firm at Albert Goodman react to the to the branding um I can imagine that going pink perhaps wasn't to everyone's taste yeah so completely agree I think the first thing I would say is that myself and other members of the marketing team we approached it very much with a kind of evidence 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 approach okay and to say that if we are gonna you know make this investment um we need to be distinctive. We need this colour. This is going to be a different in the marketplace. This is going to help us. We mm. did client listening and surveys to find out what clients clients thought about our brand. Um, we did a bit of pre and post uh, advertising market research with an agency as well. Mm. Um, but we still did have partners who were less keen. You know, being yeah. completely frank. Um, but over over time, as it's been proven to be successful, we do you know see what I'd never thought I'd see whereas when we're doing external communications or adverts or um, website work you know now if it's not pink enough partners will come back and say you know can we add more pink um, <laughs> which seems like a really basic thing and a quite a simple thing but for us it's been a massive cultural change mm. um, and I think it's a really interesting space accountancy you're completely right that in the past you might not have gotten away with this kind of behavior but I think in general mm. partners in firms have a lot more respect for their marketing teams mm. we see a lot of our competitors and firms in general are much better at marketing than they used to be like lot, you know lots of our competitors are very good at it um, mm. and so we're always trying to be as effective as we can be um, demonstrate our value um, and this is one way of doing it yeah yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's always interesting having these conversations because it seems in terms of professional services that often accountancy or nowadays anyway are slightly further ahead than law even when it comes to marketing and these sorts of initiatives. So it's great to, to hear it um, from a firm uh, directly. Uh, and I found it really interesting that you mentioned your sort of scientific approach. Um, and I agree that makes a lot of sense, especially when trying to get buy-in from from partners, the point around evidence, evidence, evidence. Um, but what are your general feelings around the fact that success when it comes to marketing and BD is actually quite hard to measure? Is that something that you find uh, a is, challenge? It is hard, but you really have to yeah. do everything you can to um, tie success back to your efforts um, mm -hmm. and attribute value correctly so we do everything from working with our reception teams to make sure they ask where inquiries have been generated from to interviewing clients 
um, at the kind of more sharper end of things to doing education with the you know management board and partners that marketing is an investment um, mm. as opposed to a cost and you're not always going to see instant results mm. um, you know we can quite well track marketing spend um, and attach that to client acquisition over time and see the two are really very much related in a positive way um, and so for us it's then about making sure that spend is as effective and impactful as possible but it is it is very difficult ultimately to measure you know the impact of a particular advert especially if it's in print or outdoor um, you know we're all digital marketers first now and you can measure clicks and bounce rate and all those great statistics but ultimately they can kind of just be vanity metrics and mm. I think we always just try everything try to tie everything back to revenue and are we having a positive impact on you know driving new clients into the firm or generating extra value from existing clients yeah yeah that's brilliant um yeah almost taking it back to basics as it were and just yeah looking back to the numbers that's yeah that's very yeah, I interesting think, I think I think marketing in marketing we can all be guilty of using you know buzzwords and mm. acronyms <laughs> and and whatnot and in my experience you know partners do not respond well to that and they want to understand you know what impact it's going to have on on the hard numbers really yeah and so you have to do everything you can to tie those two things together yeah definitely yeah that's brilliant thank you for sharing that um so looking more now towards your employer brand and messaging so you mentioned earlier how things like B Corp um, are shaping the way that you're taking on new people and it's driving um, re recruitment and those sorts of things. Um, and we know how difficult from other clients and contacts in professional services, um, how difficult it is to get experienced recruits at the moment. Is that something that you're finding as a firm? Um, and what other things outside of B Corp and the pink branding um, are you doing to attract new talent? Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge uh, yeah. and it's an area that in marketing perhaps we weren't hugely involved in before to be honest yeah. um, but since it's become more of a challenge we've worked um, very closely with our HR and recruitment and leadership teams to kind of try and Im improve our employer brand um, again that's everything from what you would see as traditional you know marketing via um, potential recruitment channels like industry magazines or google ads or whatever um, but also working with HR and recruitment on making sure we recruit a lot more around our values as a firm um, yeah. and trying to attract people that align with our values and bringing them in that way and then thinking about the kind of bread and butter stuff making sure our LinkedIn life page has got lots of good um, case studies and videos from our people at all different levels um, putting more effort into Glassdoor and pages like that. Um, we've got some sponsorship partnerships that we're passionate about that we think support us with this as well. We partner with Bristol City Women who are for the first um, time in the Women's Premier League this year. Mm. Um, and we are lucky enough to have Emily Syme who was working for us last year whilst playing for them. 
she's now gone professional as a footballer which is absolutely brilliant I mean I could I could not yeah. be more jealous um <laughs> but that that partnership has kind of been great for us um and through that we've done you know bring your whole self to work type things we've got people who are you know published authors event riders all kinds of different stuff going on um I think it's it's been really insightful and interesting for myself and my team to be able to work with HR and the recruitment guys on this employer brand stuff mm. yeah yeah that's fantastic and I love the idea of bringing your whole self to work um especially in professional services um due to some of yeah some of the stigma that exists um so yeah it's clear that you're obviously doing a lot to stand out from your competitors um both in terms of attracting talent um and clients so from a, a geographical perspective then we see that you have a central bristol office now um and we know that your competitors like pkf francis clark have been through a similar setup of a bristol office um but what was your reason as a firm for this for this new new location I think it was driven by a couple of different factors. So we had a existing Bristol team who were based in Westbury. Yeah. Um, and they were medical specialists. They needed a new office. Um, so that that was a factor. And secondly, we saw that, you know, Bristol was a huge opportunity for us. It's an exciting city. There's a lot going on um, with the way, you know, our audit team, for example, has grown. We needed a bit more space. Um, I do think there is an element of that city centre location kind of giving you that, you know, heavier hitter type feel as well. It's an intangible, really. Mm. Um, we have lots of market town locations and that remains a core part of our client base. Um, but being in Bristol um, gives us access to, to a more corporate market, I would say. Yeah. Um, and again, from recruitment, I think if you're in the centre of Bristol, you know walkable from Temple Meads then you are accessible to a whole different range of people now um because of hybrid working so I'm I've been really excited about um the Bristol office I think we'll be bursting at the seams in a few years and um mm. you know maybe that's the the marketeer in me being overly optimistic <laughs> no that's brilliant I think a bit of optimism always helps <laughs> and it sounds like you have reason to be optimistic based on recent successes. <laughs> um, so a slightly different question now uh, in terms of marketing, wider marketing trends. There's obviously been a lot of talk around AI recently, especially in relation to accountancy. What are your general thoughts and feelings about it? Do you see it as a threat to professional services as a whole? I think it's something that the sector needs to embrace um, and use to deliver a better client experience um yeah. effectively i think the industry's sort of been through this type of uh um i don't want to say panic but this sort of worry <laughs> before when when yeah. zero and the other cloud accounting platforms arrived and you know the pivot to advisory and etc um yeah. and I, I still think that is something that everybody needs to adapt more to and i do think good accountants are going to have to do a lot more than just compliance going forward and if mm -hmm. ai can help us you know do that um work and have more time to support and advise clients that's only going to be good mm. um we're embracing it in the marketing team where we can um using it to generate some ideas i do think people you know companies from whatever sector that use ai badly will get found out probably mm. um 
and those who use it as an ideas generator and then put the effort into creating really good content, for example, will stand out more in the sea of chat GPT spam for want of a better <laughs> phrase. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And it's great to hear it's not all doom and gloom from your perspective, especially, um, yeah, as a marketer in an accountancy firm. Um, so that's great. So tech aside, looking ahead, what do you sort of see as the future of accountancy um, and how Albert Goodman fits into that? What does that look like um, if you could gaze into the future? Yeah, I'll get a crystal ball out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think the sector is an exciting sector going forward mm-hmm. as someone who came to it from outside with, I guess, a set of expectations. I think it's been much more than that. I think if you as a marketer, if you're working in a sector when you can uh, try to market to a wide, hugely diverse client base, that's very exciting. And I think that will only increase as the economy changes. Um, mm-hmm. For AGM professional and professional services more widely, I'd like to see this sector do more in terms of social mobility. Mm. Um, I think professional services is still kind of a bastion of, you know, the middle classes a little bit perhaps um, mm. and what what can we all do collectively to work together to improve that um, mm. and we're trying our best with that but you know locations and stuff can make that a challenge mm. um, and how how do you measure that social mobility um, impact going forward I think a lot of the um, characteristics around social mobility that you can measure are sort of out of date now um, you know, you used to get asked, were you the first person in your family to go to university, for example, as an indicator of social mobility? Whereas, mm. of course, now a lot more people do apprenticeships or go straight into work. Um, mm. So we need to look at that. And, and I think as a firm and as a sector, we need to make sure we're as accessible as possible going forward, because, you know, we can open up a whole different talent section and bits of society and can support us with recruiting new people and there's a huge amount of opportunity out there I think. Yeah yeah no I agree and it's again great to hear um, that there are lots of positive opportunities rather than things to be viewed as negative challenges so that's yeah on that note um, I'd like to thank you so much for for taking part on BD Talks I'm sure our listeners will have a lot to take away from this I certainly have learned a lot and um, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your experiences. So thank you so much. Thanks very much. Have a great day. Thank you, you too.